I am Matt Williams. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. We are doing a joint venture this fine day. We have Locked On Bills to chat with here today. How are you, Kevin? Kevin Masser from Locked On Bills. Are in, him and I are getting together just to do a joint podcast and talk all things Bills, but maybe we go around the league. I'm at Steelers camp as we speak. I got one more day here. I feel like I've been talking for about eight hours straight. So, Kevin, please take it away. Hey, Matt, how you doing? It's great to get on with you. Yeah, it's worked out great. Perfect, perfect. Uh, Things are going well here in Western New York. A lot to look forward to. The offense came out in our first preseason game and Mm -hmm. really shocked some people. So it's it's got spirits high around here right now. I can see that. That makes perfect sense. Um, I want you to kind of lead the show. We'll talk about whatever you want. But I did just want to mention... What's the thoughts on Allen right now? I watched much of that game, and he kind of is who we thought he was. Like, my instant impressions, and I'm sure you watched it more detailed than I did, because it's hard for me to watch up at camp here. I don't have a TV in my room and you know, watch it at a bar. <laughs> right. Um, but he Yeah, made... I mean, Josh Allen is yeah, a go guy ahead. that's gotten... It's funny. He was originally drafted. Bill's Nation was pretty down on him, mm-hmm. uh, as you know you could imagine there, but... I mean, slow process of him saying the right things, doing the right things, coming in and working. I mean, he's he's pretty much fairly liked here in Western New York, which um, that's tough to do at sometimes. So yeah, I noticed I'm not all that well liked in Western New oh, York. No, I mean, <laughs> did, you, if, did you say something about the draft? Because well, I have the Bills pretty. Li- I don't have high expectations this year. We'll just leave it at that. But that, B- that Bills Mafia were not happy with me of late. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, they're used to it. Last year, I mean, mm-hmm. pretty much every national media guy came on and said we were tanking they actually well exceeded expectations winning out on a tiebreaker against the ravens uh, obviously as we all know to make the playoffs and playing fairly well in the playoff game except they're offensively they did not so um interesting but josh allen's fairly liked he yeah. i thought he did more than anticipated he's he's up been getting his first team reps back um as well as exclusively with the twos today. So I think they have a first-team reps plan. I think you'll see him start one of these preseason games soon. So okay. that's fun. Um, but I did want to get into kind of your your opinion on it. I, kind of where do you stand on how, how you thought A.J. McCarron looked, Nathan Peterman, Josh Allen? What do you think the Bills should do? Yeah, and here's my take on Josh Allen in case your audience hasn't heard it. He was fifth of my quarterbacks coming out. The, the first-round guys, he was my least favorite and I just worried a lot about the accuracy and the things all of you guys have heard about, of course. And I guess his performance wasn't surprising, though, because there was a couple plays where, whoa, what are you doing? And that crazy hook shot play was a little unorthodox, to say the least, and not that's the best decision. And I'm a very much an arm strength proponent believer as other compared to other analysts out there. And But I realize it's not the most important thing, but... It's needed, and it's important when you need it. I mean, and it's hard to justify, you know, there, there's plays when you need the arm strength. And knowing he had a strong arm, sure. Watching it at the college level, sure. But watching it in this game was wow. It's like, it comes out so effortlessly, like a missile deep downfield. I mean, his talent is unbelievable. And... Even though I has, I think he has a very long way to go. I think he has a very, very high ceiling, and I've kind of been saying that about both the Bills' first-round picks. You know, we have Edmonds' brother here in Pittsburgh, so we've talked to him about his brother who's in Buffalo. But I looked at the two Bills' first-round picks, 
as maybe the riskiest, highest variance player on offense and defense. That if both hit and fulfill their massive upside, they're going to be phenomenal players. But they're risky. They definitely. I mean, and, and, and it's interesting because Tremaine Edmonds has came out and said pretty much what he needs to say. He's been just the stalwart in camp. He's mm-hmm. been running the defense. They've liked every single thing they've seen from him. So it's going to be interesting to see how he develops. But on, on a Josh Allen front, I, I can say that the team, they're they're getting ready to play the guy. I, I don't know quite how soon he's going to play, but it, it's, it's really noted around Buffalo that I'd, I'd be absolutely shocked if he's not in by week three of the NFL season. I, I could absolutely see that, and I think it's the right move because I do think he's smart. Um, I know many people that have met him, and it wasn't just you know fluff or, or fake for, for you know going into the draft process to make the right people happy. But he is extremely likable, from what I understand, and I can see why he'd be extremely popular in that city. Um, that he is genuine, he's smart, he has leadership skills. And people love being around him. I mean, I think that's absolutely true. And it's a very important position or a very important attribute as you try to slowly take this team over and make it your own. And I just want to throw one more thing out there since we have this Edmonds connection. Because I sat down with Edmonds after he got drafted and interviewed him. We've done a lot of homework on him. And you probably know this, your fan base probably knows it, but that Edmonds family is really, really a strong unit. And I think the the core of both these these young men and their dad being in the league and the foundate the football foundation that they both have is a really good jumping off point to begin their careers. Yeah, definitely. And I think you can see the Bills generally took a interest in football players from a strong football community, family, or just a strong household in general. They preach about that here in Buffalo often. Yeah. So I don't think that there's any coincidence that those were the two selections the Bills made that early and invested you know, a fair amount of assets into for both. You know, they traded up to get Edmonds as well. They traded a uh, their top first round or third round pick, excuse me, that they got from Cleveland for Tyrod Taylor. So um, they, gave they up really, a lot to get really liked Edmonds as well. Did not expect him to be on the board. I think that's why you saw him make that move um, to, to, to get up to 16 with Baltimore to get that player. So uh, interesting. I mean, a lot of us expected to keep most of our picks, especially as six pick six came, pick seven came on the board. We didn't expect to trade much. I thought we traded... A good amount to get up into seven to get Josh Allen. Uh, I mean, so that trade kind of shocked me a little bit. So, I mean, the Bills traded up to 16 with Baltimore to get Edmonds. Um, so that they, they really said that they liked the guy, you know, from the start. They were shocked that he was there. So were you shocked he was still on the board at 16? or Yeah, I where was. Did you, where did you have him? I, I did. I mean, I, I mean, I thought he was a top 10 pick, a top 10 talent. I wrote articles about him that he's so perfect for today's NFL and that you can do so many things with him. Maybe as he develops, he will be a true tight end matchup guy. I mean, those guys are so few and far between that someone that has a similar body type to these tall tight ends that could actually play man coverage against them. Very few people in the league can do that, but he could potentially do that in time. And I mentioned that these are high risk, high variance picks and the bills did give up an awful lot for them when you, you know, include Glenn in the conversation and everything that was given up in order to attain these two players. But from a Carolina background, if they end up being Cam and Keekly, everyone's pretty happy. <laughs> that is that is very true. Now, that good point that you brought up about giving too much up. I did want to ask you, I mean, after Indianapolis pick Quentin Nelson, you know, they weren't moving from six. You know, mm-hmm. Chubb was on the board for five for Denver. 
Um, you, they really weren't worried about Chicago, San Francisco, a couple of the picks that were, and then Oakland was in there. Um, do you what what was the worry for the Bills to get up and, and give away so much to get to seven? Just you know, because Arizona was said to really like Josh Allen. Um, was was that their worry? Like what what was the theory there on needing to to really gr- uh, climb so high after a couple of the quarterbacks had already gone? Yeah, and I, I didn't quite understand that so much, except for. I do think there is a very, very strong Panther influence, and I compared Allen to Newton before, and I bet they see some of the same things, um, and therefore like them more than Rosen, you know, and Rosen's much more of a statuesque guy. I think both of them have the, the arm strength to cut the Buffalo winter and all that, but Allen's is better. I mean, I think that's very important for your area of the country, and, you know, I know it's not what you asked me about Edmonds, but... That defense is very linebacker-centric, and they didn't have a face of the defense, and now I think they might. So I understand it, but just when you lay it out on paper and say, this, this pick, this pick, and Glenn, and this is the two guys you got in return, it's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. Yeah, and it was saved. I mean, the big note is that it was saved a little bit last year by by striking gold on uh, Trey White. Uh, yeah. Being able to trade back, get the cornerback they potentially would have taken anyways, um, and the level he played at, and basically using that pick uh, from Patrick Mahomes to be in this position. So it was almost like they were playing with house money, right? Yeah, I mean, I guess if you look at it that way, for sure, because if White would have been a bust, then all of a sudden right. it's like, well, what, what, what did he get out of all this? You know, And he is absolutely a foundational player, one of the best young corners in the league. They absolutely hit that out of the park. Um, speaking of hit it out of the park, I want to tell, just take a quick second, tell everyone about our buddies over at Vivid Seats. So, you know, the, the NFL uh, season is right around the corner. Uh, you can get concert tickets, you can get pre-game, or preseason tickets, but I mean, you, you want to go to Bill's game. You want to see Allen, you want to see Edmonds, you know, the Steelers, you want to see the other Edmonds, you want to see potentially a winning team. So what you do is you go to Vivid Seats. So Vivid Seats is an online ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans with live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. Vivid Seats offers great prices for NFL games and all live events. With the NFL returning, our locked-on listeners can receive 10% off their first purchase with Vivid Seats. Go to vividseats.com or download the podcast and enter promo code LOCKEDON. That's all one word. It's all caps. I would keep it in all caps. So that's vividseats.com. The promo code is locked on. This is only for new customers. The offer is good through the end of August, so act quickly. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by 100% guarantee. So like I said, you want to go to vividseats.com. Use our promo code locked on, all one word. Uh, All of our locked on listeners get 10% off the first purchase with Vivid Seats. How can you pass that up? Especially if you're buying season tickets or something huge. It's only for new customers only. Offers good through the end of August, so get on that. Act quickly. All Vivid Seats are confirmed. All their confirmed orders are backed by a 100% guarantee. So go to vividseats.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, let's get back to chatting some football here. Yeah, for sure. You know, another guy that's been moving up the depth chart for us and wanted to ask you about in your in your scouting process. Uh, you guys, you know, run an excellent show. You go really in depth. A guy here that's been making some noise and um, Wyatt Teller, our guard that we took in the fifth round, had pretty high scores across most national reviews. Where do you take? I mean, he's right now probably climbed all the way up to maybe like our sixth or seventh lineman. Uh, he had the amazing block uh, against Love of the Panthers um, and 
you know, people are waiting and wanting to see more of this guy, considering Vlad Dukas is ahead of him. So what's, you know, what can you tell us about Wyatt Teller? Yeah, I mean, I think he fits the system well in terms of a power player. Um, certainly a need position. Might be a real mid-round find. I mean, there's absolutely room for him to contribute right away. I mean, I think that's of the utmost importance. Um, I could see him being, you know, a longtime contributor here. Yeah, I mean, we're we're pretty excited to have him, and we are really excited the way he turned out. Um, and you know, we're really excited to get your opinion on him. So he's a guy that I could very imagine him being in the offensive starting lineup um, at some point this season with the injury or just poor play by, you know, journeyman and Vlad Dukas that can plays better than people give him credit, uh, credit for, especially a guard. But Yeah, right. I think he is a guard. You know, it yeah. was miscast earlier. Yeah, he definitely was. And he's a fairly decent guard. There's times in the game where he disappears, meaning in a good way, where he's playing solid football. And there's a time where he'll stick out for making a terrible play. But um, been solid in pass pro. Um, we they, they played okay in the preseason game. So excited to see Wyatt Teller in this receiving group. I mean, uh, Calvin Benjamin came out on fire with something to prove after his tiff with Cam Newton. Um, I mean, you saw him back to you know pretty good Calvin Benjamin form, but much needed here in Buffalo. Um, is there a guy in our receiving core that you really like? I mean, is, is it Ray, Ray, Ray McLeod, a guy that, you know, underproduced in Clemson? Is it Zay Jones, a guy that's been back with a vengeance as well, you know, or, or get into Corey Coleman a little bit kind of, what do you, what do you see from our, our receiving core? That's actually been shocking people uh, lately with how well it's played. Yeah. And I'm really down on this group. I was not a Zay sure. Jones believer coming out of school. I haven't been a Benjamin fan forever. I was a Corey Coleman believer, and I think that's a fantastic trade for the Bills. I mean, like, it's a gift. And not that he's going to be Odell Beckham, but you're giving nothing up for the guy. And much-needed speed and playmaking ability. Get out of Cleveland. Get to a new home. Go from there and see what happens. I mean, it's a long shot that he turns into a first-round caliber receiver, but it's certainly a risk worth taking. Um, but I do think it's promising everything you just said. I mean, if camp is going as well for these guys, as you mentioned, maybe I'm a little harsh on them, you know I mean? Cause there is some pedigree there. All three of those guys I just mentioned were high picks. Uh, kind of what are your initial take on the bills going, giving up a seventh in 2020, um, for or 2019, 2020 actually, um, for, uh, Corey Coleman, a really low risk move. Yeah. I don't understand it to be honest with you from the Browns perspective, Okay, you're not thrilled with him. His work ethic might not be wonderful. I know you didn't draft him this this regime. We got to change the culture. But the guy's been, he's flashed since he's been in the league. There's obvious ability there. Um, speed guys don't grow on trees. And I know that he's a very much a work in progress as a route runner and ran very few routes at the college level. And we haven't seen him run a diverse route tree yet. But to give up on him for that little return... And it's not like, wow, we needed the cap space. It's a cap dump. I mean, the Browns have more space than anyone, and he's, not, he's on a first-year contract. I don't understand it. I really don't. And I think it's a gift for the Bills. Um, last year at this time, they cut Joe Hayden, and my Steelers grabbed him. He's one of their best defensive backs. Like, what are you guys doing? I don't know. That team's always struggling. Uh, right. It's good for Bills fans. <laughs> uh, we, we always have a leg up on them, so it's always someone to make us feel better over there. <laughs> right, um, right. But he comes in, honestly, just like not not quite Hayden, but he comes in probably the Bills' fourth receiver right off the bat. Yeah. Um, just no questions asked. Can probably work his way up to number three or two. So You guys need team speed. I mean, he brings that. He has big playability. He does. Um, they're going to get a lot out of him. They might even try him at returner a little bit, as, as I heard today. So, I can see um, that. 
try to get versatility out of him too. So you're going to see the guys as a top four receiver on our, our unit and a guy that, quite frankly, if you played with Allen yesterday or uh, a couple days ago, you might see some of those deep connections instead of a rookie and Robert Foster, a guy that, you know, Brian Dables played with in Alabama uh, who has really never produced on any level. Um, so a guy they really like for team speed, but now they got a team speed guy in Corey Coleman who might actually go out there and, and play the position. So, right. I mean, I don't see a number one in those in that group, but if all those guys are playing as well as you said and Coleman, you know, gets a little fire lit under him, all of a sudden that's not a bad, as nearly as bad a group as once thought, and it's a very diverse skill set of receivers as well. It is. I mean, it's a unit I was personally down on, uh, and I, I criticized the team heavily for not not doing much at it beside, you know, maybe a little bit in Calvin Benjamin. Um, but it's a unit that's absolutely shocked me so far through camp in the first preseason game. We'll see if they can keep it up through the preseason and through the draft, or excuse me, and through the uh, early portion of the schedule, uh, which is a pretty challenging portion of their schedule. Did want to ask you one final question, and sure. then maybe maybe end it with uh, end it with this. Kind of what is something you would look out for? What, what could make the Bills be successful? What is something you look out for, um, you know, whether something you like on defense, whether, you know, you, you think that they need to do something else? What, what could you see the team do to, to be successful this year and, and um, kind of, again, go past their uh, expectations? Yeah, I do think it's a very well-run organization overall and very well-coached team. I do think they're devoid of talent compared to the contenders for sure, particularly on offense. But I think the whole key, the number one key, I think, is certainly the two first-round picks. If those two hit or at least show us that they look like they're legit and are keepers and are foundational players and, you you know, they're absolutely instrumental positions, of course, quarterback, but in that defense, you know, the Keekly role is absolutely instrumental, even if he's the Thomas Davis role. So that in itself, I think, would be tremendous. I mean, in terms of win-losses... I don't think you can look at it and say, this is a successful season for the Bills if they get to seven wins, eight wins, whatever. And I don't think any of us expected them to win as many games as they did last year. And I think that's a testament to the coaching and getting the most out of what they, what they were dealt with. I mean, I think they utilized the cards in their hand really well last year, and that's extremely promising, and that's a foundation to go off of. Um, it might sound simplistic, but I really think Allen and Edmonds are the key here, that if those two guys can be... The face of the offense, the face of the defense, foundational players, you know, that's that's job number one, two, three. You know, like, you really have something here. Then you start to fill in the blanks in upcoming off seasons. You know, they have a lot of cap space next year, start to become buyers on the market. Then my tune might really, really change a year from now about the Bills. I think that you're on to a good—I mean, everyone wants to see Allen play and, and Edmonds play well, and I think that's a, that's worth more than eight or nine wins this year. So Right, exactly. Um, so, I mean, what a great crossover edition. Though. I really appreciate your time today, Matt, um, and you getting on here and doing a Lockdown Bills, Lockdown Draft, um, you know, special edition. Um, anything, anywhere where, where our followers can find you? Yeah, check out my website, williamsonfootball.com, and I'm at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Thanks a lot for your time. Yes, it was a blast. Thanks, man.